Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good, actually. Pretty good. It's been a good week. It has been a good week. Yeah, we're, for, for the first time in a little while, we're back in the same room together. Yeah, now I can hit you when you say something wrong. <laughs> I'll just have or to if you, watch... if, if you disagree with me. I'll watch my tongue this week, yeah. <laughs> I'll just have to watch my profanity or whatnot. Cool. Alrighty. Well... As you said, it's been a big week, so shall we launch into it? I think we should, and I think you should start by telling me what you've been playing, Joel. Oh, yes. I know you've got one thing in particular that I'm incredibly jealous of. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that in a second, but there's one thing that you probably don't give a shit about that I'm <laughs> going to talk about. Um, I mean, you, I don't want to say you're right, <laughs> but you're not exactly wrong. But you're right? Um, so I've been playing, I, I dive back again into Pocket Card Jockey this week. Uh, Pocket Card Jockey is a 3DS uh, eShop game. It is exactly what it sounds like. It I mean, is... to be fair, it doesn't sound like much. So... That's true, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's basically just solitaire mixed with horse racing. Um, I bought it last year when it came out, uh, and I played it quite a bit. It was a, just a great little game that you could just I could just keep back on the couch and just play and not have to pay too much attention to whatever's on the TV. I could just have like, a podcast going or whatever. Um and yeah, so I've been I, I put it down for a, quite a while, and I had that itch to play something like that this week. And I remember that I had it, and I was like, "Oh, I should play that again." And um, busted it out and uh, played a few more rounds of that. It's great. It's really really fun. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just, it's solitaire mixed with horse racing. So the main game mechanic of the game is uh, is playing solitaire and trying to clear as quickly as you can. Uh, and in turn, that gets you. I think it's called energy that you can like turn into like stamina and there's like all different things that you've got to manage and then in between each game of solitaire you sort of draw a line on the on the 3ds touchscreen to try and move your horse into a better position um some horses race better or, or g- gather more energy um from different positions like some like might be a horse that likes to be behind another horse or in front of another horse and it'll go into sort of like special mode and like generate a lot of uh a stamina quite quickly um and then yeah basically the final stretch is like a, just a race and you can use like boost cards that you've got or like the stamina that you've got saved up you can use that to sort of spur yourself along a little bit more um if you don't use that though that can be used turned into xp and level your horse up so it's uh, base stats increase as well um it's surprisingly deep considering like what it looks like at surface value um but yeah it's a lot of fun uh and plus this week I managed to get a horse that has a cat on its back and I named it Ketchup Catsup and amazing Simpsons reference. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of some sort of like fun cat pun that I could name it. And that was the first thing that came to mind. So uh, I went with that and it's great. It's got a little cat that rides on its back and it's so cool. Um, so isn't it, isn't it made by a, it's game freak. It's game freak. Yeah. Someone was kind of like, yep. They make, Really important games. <laughs> like, I don't know, Pokemon? I'm not saying that this one isn't important, but I remember hearing it. It's like when they put out Tembo the Badass, the badass yeah. Elephant. I was like, the, the Pokemon guys? Yeah, they're making other games? Yeah. I heard that game was really good, too. I uh, See, I heard it was mixed, so oh, I don't know. okay. I heard someone talking about it the other day saying they really enjoyed that game. I st- my, the biggest memory for me, always took out for me about Tembo, is I remember watching a stream... A podcast, like a, a podcast, where they were playing it 
on on screen, mm. and I remember the face of the person playing it, and they were not having a good time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I it, it, I don't know. It looked interesting. The art style was cool. I but... played the the demo of it one up, and it was yeah. okay. It just didn't really grab, grab me. You. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get a plus soon or something like that. Anyway, um, but yeah, it is it is uh, published by or made by Game Freak. Um, so yeah, it's weird. It it's just sort of came out last year to no huge fanfare. I think it's like I think it's like fifteen dollars if that. Um and I've definitely got my fifteen dollars worth out of it. I mean I I I played it pretty solidly for like a couple of weeks and I put it down and I've started playing it all week again this week. Um the only thing I brought back with me to Benigo to play games on was my three D S, apart from my phone and my laptop, but I don't have much on my laptop to play and um in those downtimes when we're playing another game that we'll talk about shortly, uh on my phone. Um yeah, that's a good little like time waster. Um but yeah, that's a lot of fun. So you can pick that up on the eShop on the Nintendo three DS eShop. Um so speaking of mobile games, I did briefly dive back into uh what was it called? Asphalt eight this week. Asphalt eight can't remember the subtitle of it, it's something. Um which is a, a mobile racing game by Gameloft. Um it's it's a lot of fun. It's riddled with free to play now. Um, it's not overly obnoxious. It depends on what you want to do with the game. If you want to just play the campaign and like try and go get the stars in the campaign, that's fine. You get a pretty decent influx of current like the currency that you need to upgrade cars and buy new cars. Um, you could grind that out pretty easily, and it's lucky that the gameplay itself is fun. So that grinding's not awful, um, and it's not bad grinding it's not like you know six hours to get enough to like you know at a time to get try and get a car or something um but yeah i, I dive back into that again it's kind of like burnout it's the closest thing i'm going to get to a burnout especially on a mobile device um because it's got like when you like wreck another car it does like the slow motion like wreck and like flips the car over and stuff like that and to be fair if you could pick a device for a new burnout you're not going to pick your phone oh god no absolutely not um no, no, not even. You, you were gonna pick a console, yeah, for yeah. sure. Gonna be a console. Fucking give me a burnout and switch. That'd be rad. Um, never keep, gonna keep happen. dreaming. Like, yeah, never gonna happen. We'll be lucky if we see a burnout. Yeah, exactly. Um, whatever console it comes out, and I'll play it. But um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Not much to talk about. It's free to play, as I previously stated. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good if you like races and you want something just to tinker around with. It's 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 worth a look at least. Um, the older Asphalt games are really good too. I remember playing Asphalt 6 quite a lot. Um, and at the time it was very... Like, the games themselves are always like very technically um, good because they look nice, they run really smoothly. Racing um, games always look the best, though. So. Yeah, exactly. They're, a, a good, they're a good showpiece. Yeah. Um, but there's actually like a, like a section in the, the events that you can go to that's like... Um, Specifically designed for like met, uh, metal, the Apple like streaming processing stuff. I don't know how it works, but it's like Apple's like super whiz bang, like how they're getting good graphics on mobile devices. Um, yeah, it, I got. I, I remember I watched. I watched the keynote where they explained it, and I was like, "Uh huh, those games look pretty. That's great." I have an Android phone. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I can't even play Super Mario Run yet because Nintendo said no. Yeah, well, that yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's good. So have a look at that if you want. Uh, but the most important game I've played this week, Kyron, that I waited all week for and finally arrived. 
And that you can, it's really hard to get now. It's super hard to get now. I'm glad I took the, I, I, I bit the bullet when I did because, um, yeah, it is next to impossible to find now. Um, I picked up a copy of Yakuza Zero. Um, now Yakuza Zero is a, I guess, a prequel to the rest of the Yakuza series because it is set in the 1980s and follows the like the backstory of uh, two of the characters that you've played before. I'm assuming in the series, um, and. I've only played as one of them so far. I haven't got to the other character yet. Uh, to Majima. I haven't got to him. I've played as uh, Kiryu, I think his name is. Um, I've never played... If you can't tell, I've never played a Yakuza game before. Um, but it's always been a series that I've... Like, I've always... It's, I've been aware of. But I've never actually had a chance to play a Yakuza game. I honestly um, think I've only played a bit of... Yakuza 5 when it was a plus game ah uh, yes I right I think like a little bit not heaps mm. um, but yeah from everything that I'd heard about this game it seemed like that uh, Yakuza 0 was a good jumping in point for people who've never played the series um, and so far yeah it's great because it, it is a prequel so you're finding out it's like an origin story essentially um, and it doesn't really matter that I don't know this character I'm sure if I if I'd played the rest of the series or played some of the other games in the series I would have got a lot more of the references and a lot more of the emotional attachment to these characters and seeing how they started out. Um, but as it stands, the game itself is really fucking good. Um, it's really good. I've been having I've only played about seven or eight hours of it so far. Um, I haven't had a chance. I only got it yesterday, and I tried to power through as much as I could just so I can get a good impression so I could talk about it today. Um, but yeah, it's great. So it's. You would be forgiven from looking at it at face value that it, um, for passing it off as like Japanese GTA, um, and it really is not. After you start playing it, it's it's not at all. They're completely different genres of game. That's a problem. Like I, I know I have heard the the Yakuza series described as that a lot, mm. and I think it's doing it a disservice because people who then pick it up would probably play and be like oh this is nothing like gda absolutely it's, and that, it's the wrong you don't don't sell it like that because it's and i get to be fair they don't sell it like that it's no. other people say that and exactly assumptions are made yeah you know that word of mouth gets around about it and it starts to sort of spawn from there um but yeah it's really great i would almost like it's almost kind of got a bit of a persona vibe to it like very basically obviously it's not a jrpg um but, I mean, it kind of is in a way that instead of like being like a turn-based battler, it's like a brawler, almost, because you have random encounters. You have... say, the way you describe the, uh, the combat on mm. the streets, like it sounds like a random encounter. Yeah, so the way that, the, yeah, like I was, I was talking to Karen before about it, and it, it works like you, don't, you can't just beat up anyone on the street. Like you can't attack anyone or, or use any moves while you're not in battle, quotes. Um, but, yeah, you'll be walking along, and next minute you'll see like... Um, on your map, there'll be like a like a vision cone of like a few enemies, like a group of enemies, and they might be like I've encountered like men in black. I've encountered like yakuza, other uh, yakuza members for for reasons to do with the story. Um, Keep those spoilers out of my ears. Yeah, no, nah, no, it's yeah, yeah, you encounter them for for, for reasons, um, and then like hooligans and like just random idiots on the street or whatever like it'll and it, it pops up and it'll say what type of enemy you're fighting like it'll give you like a splash screen like in that yakuza font um and then the fight starts and it's great because when you start a fight like obviously they need like sort of a, a boundary to the fighting arena that you're fighting in 
Um, and it's just like a circle of like just civilians just standing around and cheering and like like clapping and going, ooh, yay, and like watching you beat the living shit out and, of like these random people. And when you're hitting him, don't forget, it doesn't like, does money fly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As well? That's amazing. Yeah. I've seen, yep. I have seen footage of that and it looks so cool. It's bonkers. Like the game itself is, it is bonkers. Like there are other things that I'll get into shortly about it as well. Um, but yeah, it's, like I said, it, it's also got like, in terms of like the relation to Persona, it's got like, friendships that are random people you can see on the street that if you encounter them and talk to them um you'll get like side quests and stuff like that but they'll have a friendship meter and i I don't know how what happens if i build the friendship meter to max but it all it said to me was that if you do that something something good might happen so i was like all right cool there are there are people i can become friends with and you know they might become allies or like useful on the street um the world itself, like, I've only been to one area, one in a bit areas so far. Um, it's just, it's not overly big, which is good. It's, um... Well, like, there are enough open world games out there. But exactly. Just, I look at the map and I just know I'm never going to finish it. It's intimidating. And it, this is not, it's manageable and it's good. And I think it's good because from what I can tell, there's going to be multiple areas I can go to. And I don't know how big the other areas are going to be. But that's good to break it up into these, like, chunks that you can sort of explore um and there is a lot to explore in these areas um once i got to the point in the story where i could just sort of like wander around and i wasn't sort of being like led down a certain path um there are things like karaoke bars there are dance clubs there are like baseball batting cages there's bowling there's like ramen stores there's 24-hour supermarkets like there's phone lines there, yes yeah, i haven't actually been to one of those yet i'm oh. i'm waiting to to go to that um but yeah the the two the two mini games that, or three mini games that i've played and enjoyed the most so far um has been the batting cages they've been really fun um took me a while to get used to swinging and like the timing of it um which timing is a a big important part in all these mini games so far um and there is a bit of a learning curve to that. Not a steep one, but a learning curve. Um, but yeah, that's really fun. Then the, the karaoke is great. It's just like a rhythm game. Um, the words will pop up on the screen, like, and then it'll have like a button prompt below it for each sort of like syllable of a word. And you sort of tap along to that. Um, and in the, the one karaoke song that I've done, which is part of the story, um, basically halfway through when I was doing really well, like... The, I was in some like this little like shitty little bar and it sort of like melted away and then Kiryu became like the front like the front man of a rock band and then there were like band members behind me and we were all rocking out and I was like what is going on I don't care it's awesome um and the other one I, I, I the other mini game I played was uh the dance one which is interesting so it's you would expect it to be like you know like a DDR kind of thing and there is that element to it but it's like a big sort of like cross grid almost um and a button prompt will pop up on it and it'll have like a square that will sort of like circle in slowly on it kind of like in persona 4 dancing all night um very similar to that um but then you've got to get from one point of the map like your little avatar to that like button prompt basically uh and you can go straight for it and then hit the button prompt in time and it'll um you'll get points for it but if you the longer your route is to take to it to get to that point the more points you'll get and you'll build up your like fever meter and then you can do like a little DDR sort of like up, down, left, right sort of segment, um, which is like four buttons basically. It's 
it took me a little, it took me like three or four goes to get used of. But once I did, I was like, oh, I kind of get this now. Um, and it's cool because I, I, I noticed in the menu there is a mini game section. So I think you can play all the mini games separately and you can play them multiplayer as well. It's a smart idea. Yeah, it's great. It's such a cool idea. Um, I'd be interested to give it a go because there are, like, I already encountered a side quest last night where I did a dance battle against someone else where you're playing against someone and they're doing it at the same time. Um, and yeah, there's like difficulty levels for each of the songs and yeah, it's all like awesome like 80s disco but with like Japanese vocals and it's just, this game is crazy and it's it's in a good way, like in a really good way. It's really exciting and really fun um, and it's over the top in some points, like the fight sequences, like it's super violent. You can, in the menu, you can turn it down. You can turn down the, the gore and violence, but it's not like ripping limbs off or anything like that. Or I did see a woman, like, dislocate a guy's arms and then throw him across the world. Like, it was... I was like, holy shit, she just dislocated his arms. That's I mean, he was, they were, like, flopping a bit, and it was like, oh, it was grisly. But um, there's all this, like, crazy stuff that happens, but the characters themselves and the actual main storyline is pretty, like grounded in a way um i won't go into it too much I, I, one because i haven't encountered a whole lot of it yet um or enough of it yet to make a judgment on it and two i don't want to go into spoilers because it's a great game if you can find a copy of it anywhere um i highly recommend it but man i'm i that's the only thing i'm not looking forward to about this being back in bendigo this weekend is the fact that i'm not playing yakuza zero right now so it's yeah. worth it's worth remembering that yakuza zero is the game that uh, ran there was a survey. There was a survey about the game. I'm not sure if you've, saw, if you've seen the survey. Uh, there's one. It's a pretty regular survey, but there's one in particular. One one question, which I'll read out and I'll read all the responses you can choose from. Okay. So the question was, what was the most influential source causing you to pick up a copy? What sources really pushed you to pick it up? So it, then there is a list of options for, okay. the, for the sources you can choose. So game news website, you know. Online review, uh-huh. game news forum, okay, Sega social channels, okay, a trailer for the game, online opinions I trust, a let's play video or stream, in-store employee recommendation, online store promotion slash purchase recommendation, or I saw this chicken <laughs> ellipsis. <laughs> a s- I saw this chicken. So, I, again, I haven't played Yakuza, but apparently there's a a pretty... There's a thing in the game which that is a, a call-out to. Okay. I, I haven't a, encountered any a, chickens It's apparently yet. a side mission. But, um, right. Well, then that's what I've heard about the game itself, that the side quests are generally quite... They start off quite goofy and funny and and bizarre, but then by the end of it, they have like a quite a heartfelt or like a really sort of like satisfying ending to them. Um, I did do one side quest, which I will talk briefly about. Um, I was talking to you about it before. Uh, I was walking in the street and I overheard like a, 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 a Japanese schoolgirl and boy having an argument and I walked over to them. Um, and basically the gist of the argument that they were having sort of triggered a cutscene. Um, the boy was asking the girl why she had like 200,000 yen in her bag and why she doesn't want to hang out with him that much anymore. Like, you know, we used to go on dates all the time. And she's like, you shouldn't go through my stuff. That's really an invasion of personal privacy. And she ran away. 
And so I spoke to the boy and he was like, we used to go out on dates all the time, but now every time we go out on a date, if we do get a chance to hang out, she just wants to go and buy lingerie and and she has all this money in her bag and her, her family's not poor, but they're not super well off either. Like it's, I don't understand where she's getting all this from. I'm really worried that she's selling her body. And I was like, whoa, okay. They're getting heavy here. These are, these are, these are high school kids. And I was like, this is getting, this is, this could turn a corner here. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll follow it up for you, man. Leave it with me. And so I found the girl and she's standing on a street corner and I started talking to her and she was implying that she was selling something and asking me things. And I was like, oh, and like the character's going, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, and then at one point she goes, he goes, okay, what, what's, what's on offer? Like tentatively. And she asked whether he would like top or bottom. And he like, uh, uh, Kiryu was like, whoa, this is, this is not cool. I'm going to have to say something. And then you have to pick which answer you want to pick. And so I chose an answer and she was like, oh, cool. So you want my panties then? And well, I was like, what the fuck? Um, basically what's happening is that she was being bullied essentially into being a part of a used panty ring from another schoolgirl, And she didn't want to do it anymore. And basically, uh, Kiryu like talks her out of it and she goes, well, I don't want to do it anymore. You've raised a good point. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I can't stop doing it because this girl's going to bully me and ostracize me basically at school. So you go and have a word with her and she like mouths you, mouths you off for a little bit. And basically as you're walking away, one of her uh, customers comes up basically brandishing a knife saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Like this is like a grown man. And then uh, Kiryu steps in and stops that. And the girl learns a lesson and decides to stop the, the used panty ring and everyone feels good about themselves. But I was like, wow, I have never encountered anything like that in a game like this before. Like, it, I was, I was, wow. This shocked me a little bit. But um, if you're into that kind of, well, not that kind of thing in particular, but like this style of game... Um, or if you've been morbidly curious about it, or if you've seen someone talk about it, which is what happened for me, I was watching Easy Allies were talking about it, and they were the ones who said that it was a good jumping off point for the series. Um, I didn't have much to play, and I had some JB vouchers lying around, so I decided to pick it up um, online, and then subsequently in the, the days to follow, you can't buy it off JB Hi-Fi's website anymore. Um, but if you can find a copy of it, give it a go. I highly recommend it. Good stuff. That's that's Yakuza. Why have I not played Yakuza before, Karen? I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't look at me. No, no, no. I, 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 that was more of a, like a rhetorical question. I was like, why? I, I don't understand. Please tell me someone. But yeah, but Karen, the only problem is, is I, it's the stock issues are bad. That's it. It that's a real issue. I don't want to pay ninety dollars to play it on, like to buy it from the storefront. No, that's really expensive. I mean, I ended up like with delivery. I ended up. Quotes paying. I had vouchers, but I I, I paid like, like eighty one bucks with delivery. So like, I mean, it's an extra ten dollars. But and it is good. It is, and I can tell it's gonna be, have. There's a lot of game there. So I feel like I've only scratched the surface of the main story campaign because I've been dicking around in the town. But um, all oh, these different fight styles as well. That's really cool. So that's actually the thing I've heard. I've heard that because of the fight styles. Some of the combat in the game later on is bad. 
Okay. Because the encounters aren't balanced properly. Right. Because there are certain fight styles that are really good at just just wasting like bosses. I'm not yeah. sure. I think it was Yakuza Zero I heard this was the case for. Yeah, I and think I heard that as well. Kind of sounds like a bummer. Yeah. Look, if the combat itself wasn't so satisfying and and bonkers, I can feel like it's it's getting repetitive. But I'm not bored of it. If that makes sense. Like it's it it is repetitive, and I'm doing the same sort of combos and stuff like that again. But then again, I am unlocking new things. Um. Oh, and the way you unlock new skills and stuff for your character is you use money. They call it investing in yourself, um, which I think is really funny and, and quite novel. Um, and yeah, so, like, money, like, yen is basically used for everything in the game. You can use it to pay for, like, items and things like that. You can use it to play all the mini games and do all the extra activities. Um, but it's also used as basically your XP. So you use that to level up. Uh, and, and, and acquire new skills um, and you can get new moves and new finishes and things like that as well and there's one for each fighting style so you have to level them up in each fighting style as well um, there are some that carry over across all three but like you buy them for each fighting style and it adds like like health basically so to increase your overall health if you buy for all three of them you get three lots of like increased health if that makes sense um, yeah look I don't know if it wasn't so like I said if it wasn't so satisfying I feel like it would be a bit of a drainer um and also too I'm genuinely interested to find out where it's going it's this weird sort of like not weird but this is like great sort of like revenge tale basically of uh, being someone being wrongfully framed and you know trying to clear your name um and I just want to see how deep that gets and how far that goes and yeah, because the games have always had good stories. Yeah, and that's what I'm enjoying about it. Like, the more I think about it, the more, like, relatable I think it is to something like Persona 4. Um, again, like, if you looked at the covers for both of those games, it's like, no, what? Really? But the similarities are there. It's like, you know, the gameplay might be slightly different, but, like, they've both got really interesting stories that I'm interested in finding out more about. Um some of the side characters I'm not super invested in yet, but again, I'm only eight hours in. So like, I, I am invested in, in Kiryu so far. Like I am invested in that stony faced, like, you know, stern looking gentleman. So I want to see how, where he goes. But Karen, I think that's enough about uh, the Japanese mafia set in the eighties. Great soundtrack. Cause all the music's really good as well. Anyway, what have you been playing Karen? Lay it on me. Well, I mean, we're not leaving the Japanese behind completely because Everything I've been playing this week is Japanese. Woo! I mean, 90% of the games I play are Japanese, so it shouldn't be surprising. Because they're good. They make fun stuff. They do. So I picked up Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I'm not even going to say the full name. <laughs> I, mostly because I can't remember it. I don't want to reach for the case to read it out. But I picked it up. The PS4 Kingdom Hearts game. 2.8 Super Happy Fun Time Remix Climax Edition. I don't know. It's not that usual. Yeah, close enough. Uh, so it was. It was honestly. I was looking at the shelf, and Yakuza Zero being impossible to find is immediately off the list of things I'm going to buy at the moment because they don't want to make it easy for me. So such I'm, a shame, man. I'm out. Such a shame. If they want me to buy it, they're going to put it somewhere where I can get it. <sighs> so it hurts me. I picked up Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Dream Drop Distance is the first game I played, but I mean, I, I played it on 3DS and I really liked it there. It definitely shows its age you can tell it's a portable kingdom hearts but it's still really good and i still love that 
Square Enix know who they're making this game to. Yeah. Again, when it, when it came on 3DS. And the very first world you go to was Traverse Town. And you run into the characters from Avoidance of View and you're like, I, I hate you, Square Enix. Yep. Because this is working. And you hear like, you hear the twilly music in the background oh. of the cutscenes. You're kind of like, I'm never going to get another game from this series. This is it. Like, this, has been, this is probably the last time I'll see these characters. The world ends with that game. That's it. I mean, it doesn't, but... Well, their world does. The yeah. world of the world. Is I mean, even weird. if we got a sequel based on what happens in that game, I think the world does end off that game. That's yeah, actually yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to attempt to explain <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> if you haven't played a single Kingdom Hearts game, I'm sorry. Like you just you have to either play them or sit down with a, sp- a couple of spare hours and read that Wikipedia page. Cause and even if you have played them, you probably still don't have much of an idea of what's going on. So No. So that's what kind of what Dream Drop Distance tried to do for the series. It is essentially the last big game before 3. So it kind of tries to, to pull everything back into the center because the series went a bit crazy with spinoffs and just yeah. flushing out the world in ways it didn't need to be flushed out. Like that weird... DS game, but the name I can't remember, like 300 and something, something over two days. Like, that game doesn't need to exist, but it does. And it's just unnecessary story. Uh, but this one actually feels important. So that's something. Again, like, I haven't finished the PS4 version, but I did finish the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. I remember being very happy with it. I'm definitely enjoying it on PS4, seeing it in all glorious HD. Uh, from what I heard of, like, the spin-off ones, that Dream Drop, Dist- Dream Drop Distance seems like the one that was... I mean, it was the one that was most like Kingdom Hearts 2, for starters. Right, okay. And Kingdom Hearts 2 is still my favorite Kingdom Hearts. I know that some people prefer the first one for a number of reasons. I just love the combat of 2. Mm. <laughs> I know it's not as... It's easier, I guess is the best way to put it, than 1, but it's just so much fun. I and can't check in on that, but... Because I've not played it, but... Yeah, well, you should. I want to, yeah. But Dream Drop Distance feels closest to that. I just finished the Hunchback of Notre Dame world, which again, is just like, it's amazing to finally see that world in Kingdom Hearts. Like, it's been, how has it taken this long? Yeah, right. So that was fun. Yeah, really, really fun game. Uh, the way it... As you, as you progress through, like, this is another way you can tell this game is meant to be just yanking the whole series back in line. Because, like, once you start getting into the game, when you beat the chapters, you unlock, uh, like, you know how, you've, you've played a Kingdom Hearts game, right? They've I've got played like, the fir- a bit of the first one, yeah. They've got, like, the report section where you can sort of read, like, character bios and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this one introduces a thing called Mementos. And basically, as you progress through the game, like, you'll unlock, essentially, a synopsis of every game that you can just read. <laughs> Jesus. Like, all the games are there. I think I just unlocked Birth by Sleep. Right. And yeah, so you can sit down and read them all playing this game. So like if I were to just bu- go and buy this collection now? You could you could read the, the, the narratives of the other games. Okay. It it may not affect you as much. Right. But uh, you, if you want a fast way to do it. <laughs> just uh, fast track that shit. That's a good way to do it. Yep. But uh, so yeah. I'm not. I don't want to say too much else about it because it's it's an old game. It's just a it's just a prettier version and it's good. If you liked it on 3ds, you'll probably like it on this. The stuff that was touch controlled in this is a bit weird to get used to. It's not terrible though. Like the the biggest thing that's annoying is like so it's got like a essentially a Pokemon element to it with with the Dream Eaters. Okay. Where you can like make these 
monsters and they fight beside you and you can like pat them and stuff. So on the DS, it kind of made sense because I'm pretty sure it was a touchscreen thing. Right. We had like rub them, but on this one, you kind of got to move it with the left stick and you get like a little cursor uh. and you just sort of hold X to like rub or mash it to pat. And it isn't, it isn't as fun and it's really annoying. It worked with a touchscreen though because yeah, you were just exactly. like rubbing it with a stylus. That kind of like, like, like Pokemon, like Pokemon and me. And me. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's a bit annoying, but I think the only other thing, I can't think of anything else that used the touchscreen really that's affected me greatly. But, so yeah, it's good. I will say that. Awesome. But the main reason I bought it, as a person who was a sucker, <laughs> I purchased uh, back in the day Final Fantasy Type-0 HD purely <laughs> so I could play that Final Fantasy fifteen demo. Yep. In a way, this is no different. No. Because I purchased this game almost essentially so I can play... Yeah, this one I will read the name of, Joel. Okay. So I could play Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep 0.2, A Fragmentary Passage. Oh, yeah. Rolls off the tongue. I mean, it, it, it's a bit better than the actual That's collections. very name. true, yeah. <laughs> so this one sort of serves as our first real glimpse into how Kingdom Hearts will look on PS4. Mm. And holy shit, is it gorgeous. Yeah, I, I had a chance to have a look at it before, before we started recording, you showed me. It looks pretty stunning. Going from a game... Even going from, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 on PS2 to this, like, the jump is ridiculous and huge. Mm-hmm. And it's still... The game is so smooth. The combat still is fun. It's got all the versatility that I love about Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, the combos are satisfying. And the biggest thing is just the world. So if you've ever played a Kingdom Hearts game, typically it's a single room. Mm-hmm. You go into a room, you'll fire some Heartless, you'll go into another room, etc., etc. Right. Some rooms are bigger than others, but generally you're progressing through rooms. But in this, like, the actual areas and yeah. zones that you can explore, and it, it definitely helps the game feel less, I guess, chopped up into, like, s- smaller, like, Boxes, encounters. Yeah. yeah. And when you run into Heartless, you're like, oh, this feels a little bit more natural. It's not like I walked through a door just so I could fight more Heartless. So that's that's always good. Uh, I don't. I won't spoil story stuff because I really think if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you'll probably enjoy it and you'll enjoy seeing where it slots into the ridiculous overall narrative of the game. But needless to say, like when you get to the end and it shows, it's a good probably five ten minutes of cutscenes that just exist to make you go. Hey, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming, guys. Like, it, <laughs> it's a tangible thing. Hey, look, it's here's Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and and they like they hit. They basically let you know where the ne- where Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to start. Like, I'm pretty sure they've just told me where I'm going straight away in, in, right. in the new game. I'm like, sweet. Can I play that? And then the game's kind of like, well, no, it's it's coming out still, silly. You gotta wait. And I'm just like, no, but I, now I want to play it. So, so when you say that, is that in terms of like what kind of world you're going to like or the, like destination based on like okay a story thing like in kingdom hearts 3d i can i guess i can safely spoil that like i shit gets pretty weird towards the end but basically sora if the, the setting depressive the, that game is basically sora training to become a key a keyblade master okay he's taking an exam to do it and he fucks it right <laughs> he fucks it and he gets he gets screwed over and at the end of the game, like, he's actually in a really bad spot, and he's lost most of his powers. So, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to see him go and 
going on a trip to get them back. The old Metroid technique. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough as well, because I still remember I was I was nearly yelling at my 3DS screen when you boot up Kingdom Hearts 3D. And here's Yen Sid going, all right, Sora, it's time for you to take your exam to become a Keyblade Master. And I'm just sitting here going, I saved the world twice. <laughs> yeah. I beat Ansem. I beat Xehanort. What? Now I'm taking a test? Is that is that not exam worthy? Like, Yen Sid, get out of here. I'm already a Keyblade Master. And he's like, nah, gotta take this test. And then you failed anyway. <laughs> Jokes. Can't, can't, uh, old mate Sora can't deal with the pressure. He can't. Like, I guess, I mean, exams suck. That's true. Honest. Yeah, that's very true. They're great. They're pretty bad. But uh, so, yeah. Uh, point two fragmentary passage, whatever, is... <laughs> you nailed it, that. It's really good. Like, I definitely, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, it's nearly worth the price of entry alone just to see... Man, it just looks so good. It plays so nice. And when you run into a character towards the end, you're kind of like, oh, I need this game. I need this new game now. I need it as soon as possible. The more I hurry up. And I know he's not. And I know they said that it's like, they said recently, I'm pretty sure, but even Kingdom Hearts 3 is still a little bit off and you probably won't see it this year. And uh, and I was just like, no, but I need it. You might get another trailer at E3. Maybe, but I don't know if I want to watch any more trailers. Like You'll get, you'll get, a, you'll get a release window. Maybe, if you're lucky. I don't know, I think Square learnt from Final yeah. Fantasy XV. Like, we don't do that. I don't. think next time we see that game, we might have a more definite release. Yeah, and and if if it is a definite release, make sure it's going to be that definite release. <laughs> and don't make a joke about said definite release. Which one was that? Do I have 15? 15. I mean, that wasn't their fault. That yeah, leaked. that's true. That's true. But like, it was more so that that trailer that came out, and it, like, you know, it stopped on like, November and then roll back to like yeah and then August. it turns it like, out November was a release shit. date yeah uh, but yeah so that that's predominantly what I've been playing this week because it's been a while since I've had a Kingdom Hearts fix so I I took the plunge I haven't watched the movie that's on the disc yet um, Kingdom Hearts back cover I don't I don't know oh Joel, yeah I'll yeah be honest. The guys in masks playing chess. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I don't even know what it comes from. I think it's from one of the mobile games, and they were like, look, no one wants to play this, so let's just take that story is and like, just make a short movie. Is it like it. recoded? Maybe it was recoded yeah. or like something like I'm that. showing off my knowledge of Kingdom Hearts here. <sighs> so I'll, it's very limited. I'll sit, I'll sit down and watch that at some point when I'm... When I'm I don't know if I'm ever going to be ready for it. Do you know how long it goes for? I have no idea. Okay. I haven't checked. It won't, I doubt it's long, because, I mean, it's not like Square would, would, would have put all this money into it. Yeah, I, well, I doubt. It'll probably, it, I assume it'll go for like an hour, but I don't know. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's an hour. It's very I, I can I can watch an hour of it. I probably won't understand it, but who I'll knows? watch it. I was going to say, who knows? Maybe that's the key that holds like all the answers to this franchise that is slightly convoluted now. I don't think so, Joel. No, I don't think so I, either. I highly doubt that. I think it's wishful thinking. I, but th- I think the game that has all the answers will be Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And it's only going to have all the answers because I'm pretty sure Nomura's already said, like, yeah, I think it's time we finished up the, uh, the Zehanort stuff. I'm like, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it's been I think it's been enough. <laughs> kind of put a, put a bow on that one. Yeah, it's yep. it's been a good, like... Jeez, when Kingdom Hearts 1 come out? Like 2002 or three or something like that? It's been a good nearly 15 yeah. years, guys. Let's wrap this Xehanort story up. Ugh. But hey, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, definitely pick it up. It's fun. Uh, but <laughs> importantly, Joel... Yes, Kyron. I also have been playing 
a little mobile game. You you play a mobile game card. I, ha- I have been playing a mobile game because it's Fire Emblem Heroes. Joel. Oh, they know how to get you to play a mobile game. They also know how to get me to spend twenty bucks in the first <laughs> like in the first day and a half of the game being out. <laughs> so Fire Emblem Heroes, I we we spoke about it a few weeks ago when it was formally revealed in the Fire Emblem Direct. There's not much to add really besides the fact that it plays exactly as they advertised it. Like mm-hmm. it's a gacha game, so you you use your orbs to summon heroes. And if you're like me, you don't get Roy and you get sad. So you buy more orbs mm-hmm. <laughs> to yep. try and get Roy and still not get Roy. But I'll keep at it. Oh, yeah. I have more money yet. <laughs> um, and then you engage in like appropriate, surprisingly appropriately adapted smaller turn-based strategy encounters, which mm. at first, again, I wasn't sure how much I was going to enjoy them. And granted, they are significantly easier than the other Fire Emblem games. They work better for mobile like this. Yeah. Like, they're quicker. And because it gives you, like, you're locked to four characters, you're forced to experiment more with, like, yeah. your lineup. Like, in even in, in Fates, like, heck, I had ten characters that I would just send in the battle. I'm like, cool, you yeah. ten go in, you'll clean up, no problems. And this one, I'm like, well, I can only pick four. And you get to see what the enemy's going to have on their team. So you kind of be like, okay, they've got sword guys and some axe guys, so I'm going to need to bring in a my own my counters to that like using the weapon triangle which is kind of cool which sort of adds another layer of strategy to it which sort of makes up for the smaller maps mm-hmm. and the and the smaller environments and all that i haven't run into any brick walls yet but i don't know like as you finish the chapters that are you're on like hard and lunatic difficulties okay which basically boosts the levels of the enemies in that and they go pretty high i think lunatic some of the ones i've seen top up at like 24 or 25 Ooh. I'm only my, even my highest hero is only about eleven, I think, at yeah. the moment. But uh, yeah, it's so far really good. I'm a sucker for it though, and it, if you ever see me on the street at some point, like in the future, like homeless with a sign, just give me a bit of money so I can buy some more summoning. <laughs> I just want Roy. <laughs> we'll work for orbs. We'll work. <laughs> um, I've actually been playing well. I played a little bit of this as well, Karen. I've actually played a Fire Emblem game. I'm so proud of you. I'm, I mean, I'm getting on the boat. To be, I just want to put it out there. The story isn't great. I'm, it's kind of just there to have you fight guys. And that's fine. It's like, But the way they were talking about it in the reveal is kind of like a new original story. I'm like, it's just me sort of fighting heroes, guys. I have no problems with it, but don't pretend it's more than that. It seems like, yeah, it seems like the way that they've like incorporated quote-unquote story into something like Heroes of the Storm, where yeah. it's just like... Uh, all these heroes got like sucked out of their worlds, and they're they're in the nexus now. And basically, like and a fight. This was already how they sort of did story in some of the DLC stuff in Awakening and Fates. So oh, okay, you would fight, you would go into this other realm and be like, "Oh, this guy has summoned these heroes to fight you." And you're kind of like, cool, I'll fight him. So I'm used. To, I was expect, I was kind of prepared for it, but yeah, I I was like, I was hoping for a bit more based on the reveal. I was like, get some narrative. Uh, no, I'm going to a world of conquest and fighting Xander. That's fine. I have no problems here, but this isn't really story, guys. I must admit, like I started off reading everything, but after a while, I'm just like skim reading. I'm like, yep, next, next, next. Uh, all right, cool, we're battling. Let's do it. I mean, the Fire Emblem fans, like, because there's so many characters. Obviously, there's heaps. Like, there's a stupid amount. Mm-hmm. Like. If there's any, if there's characters you like, you might actually enjoy, like, so it's kind of got like a My Castle thing that Fates had, but obviously slimmed down for mobile, where your character, like some of your characters will hang out on your screen, mm-hmm. and you can tap on them and they'll have like a very in-character quote they'll say and stuff like that, and 
you'll have your people from your friends list will visit you down the bottom and bring you items and stuff. Uh, it's hard to really say at the moment how it's gonna how tough it's gonna be to play this game at length because Nintendo have got some pretty some I guess not really restrictions, but they've got it made it easier. Like stamina isn't as heavily like drained by mm. taking actions and all that. Do you know if that that's actually gonna be something they change? In the future? Is it, I mean, it's, is it just a launch thing? I think it's a launch thing okay. at the moment, and then like I think in about a week or so it'll go sort of like. Stamina will become more of a thing. Which, yep. if you played a mobile game, you're probably ready for anyway. Yeah, it's just like an energy system. Yeah, yeah. so that you don't like it. And it recharges pretty quickly. Like, I think usually two minutes is how long between, like, sections of your energy bar get filled up. Yeah. Which my phone helpfully reminds me. Yeah. Then push notifications. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I, I like seeing fire emblem, fire emblem on my phone. It makes me feel happy. Yeah. I, like, I must admit, it's it's... You said about it being sort of a bit more simplified, a bit more streamlined, obviously, for mobile devices and for shorter play sessions. Um, but it's also good for someone like me, who's a complete scrub when it comes to Fire Emblem, and has kind of wanted to get into the series, but, like, the barrier of entry is not overly high, but it's a little... Like, there is a bit of a barrier there. Um, and because it's a little bit more basic, and it's, like, sort of walks you through the basics of how to be a, like, strategy master in this game... And um, the fact that it, it, at all times in battle, has the weapon triangle down the bottom. That's exactly what I was going to bring up next. Yeah, it's, it, that's really handy um, to sort of go, all right, refer to like... It's, it's almost like in, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, having that ability to be like, all right, I'm fighting this one. And you just have that mental blank of like, I'm fighting a, like a ghost type. What's oh, what's good against ghost? Uh, oh, that's right. This, this, and this. Like, you know, and you can... I mean, it's not coincidental that it, as of... It seems as of this game, the weapons triangle has been coloured now. To green, blue, and red. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. I think that's intentional. Yep. It's relatable. It's, it's yeah, it's, like, identifiable. It's, um, but, yeah, I've, I've literally played about an hour of it. I haven't had a chance to sort of dive into it a lot yet uh, because I've said Yakuza. But, um, yeah, uh, hopefully over the weekend when I'm not, I don't have access to said Yakuza, um, I'll probably play a little bit more of it as well. I, um, I understand why people like mobile games now, Joel. Right? You I get it now. find the right one. That's it. And it just had to be a Fire Emblem game. Exactly. Like, I now I now see the advantage of whipping out my phone and, and playing around. It's like, yeah. ah. Now, if only they could do another game like this, that would do it for me. Yeah, Animal Crossing, man. No. Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> that'll be a game that I'll probably throw oh, money at. I hate it. That'll be a game if it's it, depending on how it is. It will be free to play, Joel. Oh, if, no, no. But, like, even still, depending on, like, what type of game it is. I think based off this, and even Mario to, to a, it's going to be like Animal Crossing. Yeah, exactly. They've, that's the good thing about these both these Nintendo entries now. They've they've managed to encapsulate what makes those franchise like boil down what makes those franchises so good into its like purest form, and just sort of like chucked it at a mobile screen and put it in a handheld device. Like it's it makes sense that you know, and it, it is good for people like me, like you know who've never played a Fire Emblem game much before. I played a little bit of Awakening, um, and I didn't get quite get into it. I liked it, but I'm um, just I'm so bad at strategy. But um, for someone like me, who, who has no idea about these characters or anything like that, um, to be able to jump into something that's free, there's no like you know price of admission to get in. Um, you can play it as in-depth as you want, or you can check in every like few hours and go, all right, cool, play around. All right, I'm done with that now. Um, it's I think it's a, it's a it's a good idea. I 
hope they continue that trend with Animal Crossing. But and if not, I'll always have Fire Emblem Heroes, which they'll obviously continue adding to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll continue putting my money into it. Yep. Because Fire Emblem. Yep. I did get Corrin today. That was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was that's probably my boy Corrin. Yeah, I prefer female Corrin. Yeah, that's I one thing. I, that's one thing I definitely have noticed from Heroes so far. And I'm not saying it's a negative because hey, maybe maybe you're okay with it. Man, there's there's a lot of awakening and fates characters in it. Again, that's fine. They're the two newest ones. They're the two. They're the two that have been the two most popular, really in the popular ones. Yeah. But I am hoping in like going forward, we'll see some more from the older stuff. Like it's cool seeing like some some of the older heroes are like front and center, which is mm. cool. Like Marth, I mean, I guess Marth doesn't really count because he is essentially the Mario, like there's the link of the yeah. franchise. Like he is the character that you know from Fire Emblem. Yeah. So, but he's still he's from the original, so I count him as like it's like cool to see an old, like an old face up there. Uh, Roy is pretty front and center. I've seen a lot of Ike in the promotional stuff as well. So mm. there are some older heroes, but. I mean, I guess we'll see going forward what about, like, because maybe with Echoes coming out, we might see some more ones from Gaiden. That's what I was about to say, yeah. But, like, 3, 4, and 5, I don't know if there's many of them out there. I would like to see Sigurd from Fire Emblem 4. He was cool. I feel like I had him today. Really? Is Sigurd in it? Let me have a look. Pull up our phone, Joel. If you have Sigurd. I feel like I saw that name today. I want to see if we can organize some sort of Pokemon-esque trade. (laughs) Live on the podcast. (laughs) I... You can't do it, but I want Sigurd. Uh, I feel like I saw that name today. Let, let me see. Talk amongst yourselves, everyone. <laughs> um, God, if you have Sigurd, I'm just so mad. <laughs> I want Sigurd. Let's see. I have a copy of Fire Emblem 4 if you're on a shelf. It's only in Japanese, so I don't I just, understand. That it. name stuck out at me. All right, come on. He has, like, blue hair. This lady in... Don't resume. I don't want it. We'll find out in a second. Oh, my God. What are you doing? So don't many screens. Go to allies. I mean, um, isn't it teammates? Yeah, allies. You got your two orbs, Joel. Your daily login. Oh, good. Yes. Oh my god. Seriously. Edit teams. The no, maybe not. No. I swear I saw that name. Maybe I was fighting against them. Hmm. I could Google it probably, but yeah. I don't know if I want to risk that world. I saw. I saw that. I saw that name, and I. I, I feel like maybe I was fighting against. A Sigurd. And I was like, oh, that's a cool name. I was um, like, can we talk about how a default name is K-I-R-A-N? I lost my mind. I took a, I took a screen cap of it and sent it to Kyra, and I was like, this seems intentional. When I booted it up, I was really confused. I was Because I had linked it to my <laughs> Nintendo account. I was just like, did it just sort of try to guess my name? And I'm like, no, it's actually K-Y-R-A-N. It's like... But no, apparently that's just the default name. It, was, I, it made me laugh a lot, because it was just like, that was my first thought. I was like, wow, this... This seems way too <laughs> coincidental. Thanks, Nintendo. I, yeah. I appreciate that you tried to get my name right for everyone, but there's always next time. They hear you. They hear you, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing, honestly. Over the last 24 hours, i played a lot of games. <laughs> I'm into chapter four of the story. I think there's about nine. But uh, like again, as you beat chapters, like you add extra difficulty to eat the pre- to the previous ones. So there's, there's more to go back for. And then it, there's, of course, the grinding. Yeah. It seems that there is a lot of game there to play, which is well, yeah, cause good. There's also like um, the training tower where you can mm-hmm. go to grind up your heroes. There's the arenas you can go to and you can sort of like attack other players. Mm-hmm. 
and you build scores and based on your score at the end of the season, which I think at the moment there's three days left in the season, you will get rewards, which are hero feathers, which I think go towards um, upping the rarity of your hero. Oh, okay. I I thought it said something about reviving heroes. I mean, okay, so there is another thing for that in battle life. Okay. There's like Divine Light or something like that. Yeah. So you can use that to bring back any hero who's fallen in battle. So if it's getting real bad and and you find yourself like, you've only got one hero left and they've got one hero left and you're like well screw it I don't want to lose this you can just yeah. use that and bring back everyone but uh that's heroes limited heroes never die heroes never die you can give them the mercy treatment <laughs> uh and then of course there's the my Nintendo stuff which I've earned coins for and you can use those coins to buy more hero feathers and more like stamina potions to refill your stamina and all that sort of stuff side note I'm really enjoying the fact this, this my Nintendo stuff like the is it, yeah, my Nintendo. Like, yeah. I'm really enjoying the coins thing. I'm being able to use them for things in games and yeah. stuff. Like, it, it, that seems to me that it's, that it's, in, it's Ubisoft. It's the yeah, Ubisoft way. Absolutely, of doing it. but it's with like things that I care about. Um, <laughs> what you don't care about? Aiden's iconic hat. I think I don't. I, I don't like. I loved Watch Dogs too, but I I got the stuff for Aiden, and I was like, actually, I didn't even buy them. I isn't, bought... isn't Aiden in that game? Oh. Yep, he's in that game. Isn't there, isn't there a mission where he pops up? Yeah, there up? is a side quest where Ugh. you encounter Aiden Pierce. Oh, can but you, you kill don't... him? No, you can't. You save him, actually. Oh, rescue. God. That was kind of cool. I did like that. It, it made me forget for a second that Aiden Pierce is a fucking plank of cardboard. Like, yeah. Anyway, but I, I, if Nintendo were going to do some sort of achievement system, if they incorporated that into the My Nintendo stuff, that seems like a fucking... Fingers, fingers no. crossed. I want... I mean, I don't want... Because trophies, I think, have ruined how I play games. Yeah. So I don't want that to happen to my Nintendo games. I, but I would like... That sort of system would be fine. But for me, like... I'll, I'll do an objective for, like, 100 coins. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And then you can use those 100 coins to get a discount on another game in the e-store. It, it sort of, you know, perpetuates your, your spending and your... Into the Nintendo ecosystem. Exactly, yeah. Your... I was trying to think of the word for it. It's and, like, okay, I remember it. If if they get linked accounts right and it's all forever now, then I will feel less bad about it. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the potential is there. They just need to take it. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's basically what I've been playing. Uh, I'd, if I knew my ID, I'd tell you what would add me on Fire Emblem Heroes, but it's like eight numbers and screw it. I posted it on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Go find it there. <laughs> cool. bring, bring me your gifts. <laughs> I should add you as well. Um, cool. Should we get into some news? Yeah, actually, a few things happened this week. There was some here. stuff that happened, which is interesting. I mean, we'll talk about the one at the start, which excites you the most. Yes. Which is Battlefront. Mm. So, Battlefront 2 was officially a thing. Huzzah. I try not to be too surprised. Of course, yeah. The incredibly successful Star Wars Battlefront is getting a sequel. Mm. Who'd have thunk? I know. But the biggest takeaway is this one will have a campaign. Yes. And they've explicitly said it's going to be a single-player campaign. Yes, and it will span multiple eras, was that for wording? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just live double-checking. Yep. Draw from multiple Star Wars eras, meaning dreams of prequel content may come true. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so... If, if, if they had a chance to fucking retcon... Whole bunch of, retcon those three movies, isn't it? Yeah, but sure. they're canon, Joel. They can't be retconned. Oh, fucking... They can't be changed. Anyway. 
But um, so yeah, that's the thing that's happening, which is exciting. And I think after Battlefield One, everyone was kind of playing Battlefield One, going, "See, dice, just do this. Yeah, just do this. You can mm-hmm. do this." And it sounds like they are doing exactly that. I think that was an absolute test. Like, obviously, that was something that you know that Battlefield was sort of lacking in general. Well, uh, Battle- like Battlefield has had campaigns in yeah. a, in well since two, I think. But I think like especially since like three and definitely four they were they were not hear, good like, campaigns yeah. they were, they were not like good. three hours and very lackluster it was basically a tutorial like an extended tutorial yeah which i mean let's be honest that's all you they are yeah in exactly yeah um but battlefield one sort of seemed to get it right um, yeah the campaign the right way the way they did the campaign was interesting like sort of by having essentially small short hero stories where it would focus on a a particular battle and a character and you just sort of play that it would usually go for maybe i think an hour an hour and a half maybe two hours and then you'd be done and you move on to someone else in another area another battle so it sounds like i assume that's how they're gonna do it for this one like you'll have a maybe you'll do a mission where you are attacking the death star yep and then you'll move on to we actually empire you actually get to be luke doing the trench run and not have to wait for you to spawn in to be the person doing the trench run and then fuck it up uh, and then it gets given to someone else. Joel, you turn off your targeting computer. Now, I, I, look, I didn't get a chance to turn it on. I was just like, I was trying to just go, God, where am I? I'm flying the trenches now. And then, yeah, clipped the wing and that was it. It was all over. My one shot. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but that's very, so that's very cool. So this also means that basically DICE is done with Battlefront 1. And you know what? Fair enough. It had a good run. Yep. And there is a lot of content in that game now. And you've only got to listen to the episode that I talked about it quite a lot. But um, it is also hard to recommend it now. Well, yeah, when you exactly. consider that Battlefront 2 will probably come out yeah. in about six or seven months. I mean, look, like I said, I I expected to get maybe a couple of weeks out of it. And I definitely feel like I got my $40 worth out of it. I played it pretty like relatively solidly for about a week and a half, two weeks. And I enjoyed every minute of it, even when I was getting my ass kicked. Um but yeah, I, I, obviously I'm probably not going to go back to it. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll revisit it just before Battlefield, uh, Battlefront 2 comes out. And I'll, so uh, I guess the question is, Joel, what what battle do you most want to see in Battlefront 2? Oh, okay. Hmm. Like from all, like, because I mean, you can, you can probably guess all the popular ones will be there. Yeah. But is there anything in particular that you really want to be there? Pod racing. Give me some pod racing. Part of me is joking, and part of me is serious about that. I would, I would, if I saw that, I would like at face level just be like, "Oh God, really? They're doing this in episode one?" But inside deep, I'd just be like, "Yeah, all right, give it to me." I Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Podres. <laughs> obviously, like you know, you want to you want to be able to do the trench run. You want to be the one who's you want to be Luke. But, rocking that I mean you do but at the same time those are sort of things we've done a lot that's true that's very true I'm not saying it's bad because like, they're definitely going to be there because that's they're going to be there for that reason mm, I mean I would like to see some new stuff maybe oh maybe like maybe Poe Dameron some Poe Dameron stuff some Poe cool. Dameron on like Starkiller Base where he fucking flies around that tiny little room and like blows <laughs> up all the that yeah, that's the one. Oh, that that right. whole lead up in that bat, like that fight, and then going down into Starkiller Base. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be on board for that. Anything with Poe Dameron. 
I just want this. I want the space battle from Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, well, you can kind of do that in the, in the yeah. Rogue One DLC. Yeah, but I don't want to buy that. Yeah, it's fair. It's like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's good. It's good, but it's twenty really bucks. Good. It's twenty bucks for a thing I play play once. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. So I'll wait for it to be in Battlefront Two at the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but apart from that, like I'm trying to think of like other battles. Maybe, maybe stuff that happens at the same time but isn't in that exact location. Sort of like, because Rogue Squadron did that a couple of times. Mm. We'd be doing missions that would be taking place at the same time. Yep. I, it'd, be, it'd be cool to have, like, some sort of, like, I mean, looking at the popularity or the, 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 the hype surrounding uh, something like For Honor and the fact that it has, like, a 1v1 duel mode in it. You Imagine if it lightsaber had, duels. Yeah. Like, that with lightsabers. And then having, like, you could equip loadouts with, like, I know this isn't specifically like going to like specific fights, but if you have like loadouts of like what force powers you can equip, so you can only equip like two at a time. So you have to try and. But everyone's just gonna want to be a Sith, man, because they've got the coolest force powers. Yeah, but then they have to have something that's you could counteract it with. Like Sith just have the best force power. That's that's it. Like you like do. But... What what do the Jedi have, huh? The Jedi have. <laughs> they have Jedi mind trick, which is yeah, pretty that, cool. That, that works on weak minds, Joel. Yep. <laughs> um, well, do they have lightning? We can push people. Do they have choke? We can. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't choke on your ambitions. I love that part of Rogue One. Anyway, what I'm saying is, John, that like everyone, everyone would pick Sif. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But it'd be cool if they had like anyway, they had like some sort of like one-on-one like lightsaber duels. I think if, that, if you stripped over powers and just made it more... Because like, For Honor's rock, paper, scissors system works yeah, pretty well. Yeah, that's true. I would, um, I'd be okay with like a pretty vanilla lightsaber duel feature like that. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool if you could do... like I mean, it's easily the best part of probably all the tri- the prequel trilogy, but you could do the Qui-Gon... Oh, okay. I was going to say, be very careful, because if you had said the fight from episode three... Oh, God, no. I would have smacked you across no, the face. No, no. God, no. Because that's a bad fight that it's goes a for terrible six fight. years. And they, but, they just don't but ever hit each other. But have the high ground. It's over. Um, no, no, the, the Qui-Gon um, Darth Maul fight. Which, which one? The laser grid one with it. Except without the part where they have to wait and stare at each other for five <laughs> fucking thirty it's seconds. It's so funny with those laser grids. Oh, Jesus. But just uh, I've just essentially a load screens. They're just like sitting there, just going, "Oh fucking!" As soon as the thing comes in, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And it comes in, like, ching, 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 for thirty seconds, and it is like silence. And then like Obi Wan gets stuck behind one, watching Qui Gon right. die. That's right. And he gets real oh. mad, and Darth Maul just like sort of struts back and forth. You're like, this is so stupid. It's so dumb, but. Do that without all the shit parts, like the, around that sort of like central like exhaust port area. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I, one one v one lightsaber duels. That'd be awesome. And it only plays Duel of Fates. <laughs> yes. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> That's the only good thing that Episode um, One gave us. <laughs> oh god, yeah. God, yeah. Fucking. At least it wasn't Episode Two. Attack of the Clones that's, is, that is disgusting. That's the best romantic comedy Star Wars there is. <laughs> yeah, the romantic comedy Star Wars that you never knew you wanted or actually <laughs> did not want, ever. Stop it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of just want to see some... I mean, I know all the staples will be there as far as battles go, but I, I'd like to see some some different things. Yeah. And then there's... You can, the, they, they can play with the universe a bit, hopefully. There's going to be the inevitable like Episode 8 DLC that will come out after the game comes out. Yeah. When episode 8 comes out. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like, just like Episode 7 had that. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see a lot more, like, packed in Episode 7 stuff that wasn't just, like, a map. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, with the campaign, they have the option to do that. Like, 
we don't know what to expect multiplayer wise. Like if it's spanning multiple eras, you I the cynical side of me is just like, all right, but what are you chopping up and putting out as DLC? Yeah. Because I mean, maybe they won't because Titanfall 2's DLC is all free, right? Yeah. So maybe not, but I don't know. Dice have always had season passes. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? Um, it'll just be like episode eight stuff, and then like maybe if they just incorporated like they all the stuff that was in Battlefront One, and just like a, this is a DLC pack. Battlefront One DLC pack. The Battlefront One throwback pack. Yeah, the throwback pack. I love it. Um, that's what I'd like to see. That's not bad. I'd like to see the um, the one from the the cantina with what's her name. Um, from episode seven. Basically, when that amazing shot when all the fucking um, oh my god, the fight there when Rogue Squadron rock yeah, that's up. That's a good point. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Watching those X wings come down over oh, the water. Shit. Every yes. time I watch that. Let's get giddy. And yes. when is my next Rogue Squadron game coming, EA? It'll huh? be... It's never happening because of Battlefront. That's yeah. that's the truth of it. And what if they sucks. refined the like the space combat? I mean, that would be separate mode. That would be cool. That would be great because I played mostly dogfighting in Battlefront <laughs> when I played it. Because I was like, it's like it's, it's almost a new Rogue Squadron game <laughs> as I would sob into my hands. Well, let's face it. We're probably both going to pick that game up when it comes out. Because it seems like it's doing all the things that we wanted well, from it in the first place. I mean, that's the thing. I picked up Battlefront 1 late. Yeah. Because oh, of, I picked it up super late. Because mm. of A, there was no campaign. And as, and as excited as I was, I'm like, well, I don't need it straight away. And as pretty as it was and as good as it sounds, like it's still like, you know, there is stuff missing from it. Yeah. But this one's going to have a campaign. So mm-hmm. at the door, I will probably buy it when it comes out mid-November. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Going up against whatever Call of Duty is coming out this year, Black uh, Black Ops Four are we due for this year? Uh, well, do we? Well, no, we had Black Ops Three before this one, didn't we? Black Ops will be. War, it was Infinite Warfare then Black Ops Three before that. Yeah, don't think it was three studios making COD now. Oh, there is two. So, so this will this will be Sledgehammers probably. Where are we going to? I this time don't know. It'll be it'll be Call of Duty, <laughs> Odyssey Warfare. Odyssey Warfare. Yeah, that seems to be the the thing they're doing. Anyway, <laughs> um, cool. What are we doing next? next oh, week. so this, this one's for you, Karen. This week's going through a little party in Japan for Final Fantasy's 30th anniversary. A lot of weird stuff came out of that, like some really expensive wine, uh, some DLC announcements for 15, all sorts of little bits and pieces. And but the part that stuck out to me the most was it was simple. It was just a picture. Yep, it was a new piece of key art from the Seven remake. Oh yeah. So it you've probably seen it. Oh yeah. It's hard like I don't it's talking about a picture, it's weird, but it's cloud, it's Sephiroth. You can see Midgar in the background, it looks amazing. It does look very cool. Questionable that we are seeing Sephiroth with his one wing, which is very much an advent children thing, but hey mm-hmm. they already said they were gonna be retelling the story and obviously Advent Children is canon. Yep. So Advent Children will be there'll be Advent Children stuff in this game. We just need to accept that. The stupid remnants will pop up. We'll see them somewhere. But as long as I get to do the fucking cool slingshot thing where all the team members slingshot cloud up. And to... defy gravity? Yeah. As long as I get to do that in the game, fucking game of forever. I don't know, I mean, I don't know if it'll fit into the game draw, but we'll... <laughs> hopefully. It's going to be in there. That, as long that... as I still get to have my um, one-on-one cat fight with Scarlet on the on the big sister ray. Oh, yeah. Where slap her in the face and then she slaps me in the face and I slap her <laughs> in the face. As long as that fight's still there in like glorious HD. Yep. 
or like the scene where Red Thirteen's on the boat in a sailor outfit, sort of waddling around on two feet. Because he's not fooling anyone, Joel. Because he is a, essentially a dog in a sailor outfit. Yep. Yep. I can't wait. That's going to be in HD. Think about Someone that for a second. working on that. That's going to happen. That is... Wow. That's going to put it that way. We're going to see Cloud in a dress. <laughs> essentially in like a... In a shady sort of... You know, sort of shady house of... We guess. Oh my god! There's so much in this game, but I can't believe it's, it's all flooding back. How much? Of how I've much of seven, it? Yeah. We don't know how much is going to be changed. I hope it's not, because there's some stuff that's going to be amazing. There's going to be some fan service stuff like that in there. There has to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the cro- the cross dressing thing will be there for oh, sure. Yeah. Hopefully for Red Thirteen stuff is because I just can't wait. That'd to be see amazing. Red Thirteen just walking around <laughs> in a sailor outfit. <laughs> He's not fooling anyone. Uh, but anyway, that's off topic because. Basically, the Seven Remake came up because of that picture. Mm-hmm. Because they had nothing else to show but that picture. Yep. Especially weird because it was... everyone. Maybe it was everyone getting excited for nothing. But the stream basically happened on the day of like Final Fantasy VII's 20th anniversary. Yep. So everyone's like, oh, cool. Well, this obviously lines up. And like, here's a picture. And the internet was kind of like, huh, that's weird. Yep. Where's the trailer? And Square's like, so basically Square has confirmed that the 7 remake is it's a little bit off. It's a bit of, it's a little ways off. They've almost finished, Kyron. That but, opening part of the game. Yeah, so basically <laughs> they are still working. They, the stuff we saw in that trailer at PSX, like the, the combat stuff in Midgar, that's basically what they've worked on. Yep. Which is fine. Like, I think deep down we all knew it was a ways off. Like... <laughs> Seven is a ridiculous game. It, it was wishful thinking to think that maybe that they were going to try and push it out for the 20th anniversary of the fucking game. But yeah, I mean, I do get that disappointment because I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, Seven is a game that if you do everything, takes upwards of 100 hours to do. The voice acting, the world. It's. It, I'm surprised they're even committing to it because <laughs> this is going to be expensive. But it was sobering to hear that, and it was definitely a, 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 a somber reminder that this is Square Enix, and they showed that trailer, and it's a ways off. Much like Kingdom Hearts was, mm-hmm. much like 15 was, it could be a while before we see it again. Hopefully it is three we see another trailer of something outside of Midgar, but at this point, we will definitely be playing in Midgar at yep. some point. We know yep. that much. Midgar confirmed. Midgar is confirmed for 7 Remake. Yep. We don't know how long the rest of it's going to take. Cloud will be there. Barrel will be there. Barrel will be there. And that weird scorpion mech will be there. Tifa will be there. She wasn't in the trailer, man. We don't know that. That's what that was. <laughs> Mate, we, don't, we can't say it yet. Like, she's, she's still in 7th Heaven just hanging out. Yeah. Serving Sef- drinks. Sephiroth will be there at some point. He was in the picture, so he's, so he's confirmed. In the picture. He was That's confirmed. Fine. So uh, look- there will be a train. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will play the bombing mission song from the intro. Then Wedge will be there. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Biggs and Wedge were in yeah, the trailer Biggs as well. And Jesse. Jesse. Yep. Je- and they will They will all die. Yep. Seven spoilers. It's been 20 years. And it's literally <laughs> the opening of the game. It's pretty far in, I guess. Oh. Oh, it's not real. It, it's, it's, it's a JRPG, so it's hard. So it's like it's like an hour or two in, yeah. I think it's more like four or five. Is it four or five? It's when... It's basically when shit goes south. Ah, uh, Okay. Oh man, that's gonna. I'm so we're talking about seven remake, and I'm just thinking about things that we have to watch in HD. 
Yeah, the big and, one card. I mean, if the, the big one. That's big, gonna suck. The big one with Aerith is gonna suck. I'm gonna need a moment when that happens. Mm, that's gonna suck. I'll, I'll probably have to play that part with no one watching me. Yeah, like, everyone leave the room. Everyone it's like, but leave the room. Leave now. Everyone get out. I need a moment <laughs> to mourn my white mage. But like, because that happens when they when Shinra, oh god, when Shinra drop a plate, and basically oh, just that's right, yeah, wipe okay. out Sector Seven. Yep. Oh man, we're gonna see that in HD. We're gonna see them. Shinra is gonna solidify themselves as assholes. That's gonna get when they just crush an entire heavy. sector. It's been so long since I've played it. Like it's heavy. It's all coming that back game is soon. heavy. It's as heavy as that plate was. Yeah. Wow. It killed. It killed a lot of innocent civilians. Oh boy. Um. But yeah. So basically, it's a ways off. I'm trying to think. Where, where did they say? Oh, it was also also confirmed. Again, as should be surprising to no one. There are new Final Fantasy titles in the works, Joel. Oh, wow. So it turns out 15 wasn't the last Final Fantasy. God. I know you're surprised. It's all right. We might see that, that said new Final Fantasy title in about 80 years. We'll be in, like, fucking retirement homes. <laughs> like, oh, Final Fantasy 16's come out. At, at least my kids' kids will enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that could be 16 or it could be something else. We have no idea. And... So finish get, the games that you're already working on. Do that. That's my that's my bit of advice to Square Enix. Yeah, I mean it's not bad advice. I can finish those games. Um, they have confirmed that there won't be zero news, but they're not saying anything at the moment about <laughs> Seven Remakes. So I don't know. We're not saying no. that we're not going to say anything, but, but we're not saying yeah, that we're not going to not say. Not anything. right now. So we don't know how far away. So <laughs> basically, Seven Remake isn't as far along as I think some people had hoped. And I think most of us who had hoped it was far along, deep down knew it wasn't. It wasn't far along. And that trailer was it. That's it right now. That's it. But we'll get there one day, guys. One day. It'll happen. We'll get you there. You hope. You'll I'll, get episode one. I'll be playing at one, like in about 50 years, when I, I'll be able to go down inside, like, <laughs> and fight Sephiroth. Fights shirtless Sephiroth. Yep. In, at the end of the game. Do Omni Slash. That's going to be fully orchestrated, Joel. We're going to... We're going to get... Oh, man. I can't... I can't keep thinking about the 7 Remake because it's... It's, it's the only thing I want. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just... That's... That's my goal right now is to have that game and I can't have it. So let's move on. Yes. All right. On to our uh, weekly Switch news. Um, this one, just a little one this week, just a tiny little one, because there's not a whole lot of information about it. But uh, Nintendo, uh, the online, uh, the Switch online services uh, prices have been revealed for Japan. It seems like rough prices, but rough prices, yeah. So, um, so this, is, this is in US dollars as well. So this is according to a translation provided by analyst Dr. Serkan Toto, courtesy of Nintendo Life. Uh, the service will cost consumers about two to three thousand yen annually, which roughly translate to about seventeen fifty and twenty six fifty US a year. Um, which for us means about maybe like 50, thirty or forty yeah. bucks. Yeah, forty or fifty bucks. Um, I don't. That's not bad. Like, that's it's not awful. It if that's how much it ends up co- like costing me, I will be less bitter about the them talking about like putting in a ROM, essentially giving me a ROM for a month and taking it away. Yeah. I'll be less bitter about that if I'm paying a bit less than plus, which 
as long as I keep paying, I get the games for, for forever. Exactly. But it does also cost more, so... Exactly, yeah. Um, look, it's, I, I don't think that's bad news, and obviously we need to wait until there's, like, actual final details and, oh, yeah, and official I mean, localised prices, because... It's worth remembering, but even though this has come out and, like, it's translated and all that, Nintendo still has barely spoken about the online. Yep. And I just think they need to speak about the online. Yep, they need that. They need an online... Uh, Direct. direct. Absolutely. There needs to be a direct where they just sit down and go, okay, here's how our eShop works, virtual console, online infrastructure. It'll be boring to most people, but I think we need to know. I think, yeah, I think I don't think it will be boring. I think it'll. Well, I think it's something that everyone wants to know. It'll be, I mean, there'll be people who don't actually care about the Switch and only want to see no, what games are coming to it. That's that. Yeah, but they're the people who are also like, it's got a shit fucking launch lineup. It's <laughs> terrible. It's like, well, no, if you look at it properly... It's actually spaced out quite well, especially with all those first-party titles. But for the next 12 months, they're sort of like, you know, that might not be a great strategy, uh, you know, coming down the track, but it's it's a strategy at least. They've actually thought about it. It's not just some sort of like humdrum. I mean, the Wii U had huge droughts. Oh, yeah. So they're obviously countering that immediately at the gate with Switch. Yeah. But, yeah, like, again, if I'm just looking at it just based on money... That's not a bad price. That's reasonable. As long as we get, again, presumably because we're paying for it, the service will be better, mm-hmm. then hey, I'm fine. I mean, I still have to buy a fucking goddamn LAN adapter. Unless yep. unless my Wii U one works on it. It's USB, so fingers crossed. Well, look, I mean... Fingers like, that's, crossed. It's, it's an Ethernet <laughs> it's, port. Exactly, it's just... Yeah, it's just a USB Ethernet port, so It should why? work, right? It should be able to plug it into my Switch. Maybe I should buy a Wii U one now, just in case. I mean, they're about 30 bucks. So I, I don't, but to be fair, I don't think the Switch ones were much cheaper. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I think, think they're, they're about, about the same bucks, price. So. Yeah. Hey, that'd be great if that works. That'd be one less thing I've got to buy. That'd be handy. Yeah. Ahead of a curve. Um. Yeah, no. Well, that, that sort of just works out to, like, if they're going to take the game away at the end of the month, it's just essentially paying a rental fee. Yeah. And again... if you say, like, 50 bucks, like, I'm shit at math, but divided by 12, like, that's, that's about how much you would have paid back in the day for a rental. Yeah. And that's for an overnight rental set. This is for an entire month. I mean, granted, it might be a game that has been is like you know, fifteen, twenty years old, twenty five, thirty years old even. But it's it's I don't know. See, I mean, again, I given all the options, I would still prefer a world where we get to keep the games. Oh, of course, but because yeah. we don't know anything about pricing or if maybe they'll run deals. Yeah, like maybe you will get the game for a month, and then after that you get it for like a ridiculously cheap price. We yeah. don't know yet. And maybe if the, like the next month, but, like once that month's ended for that game, for the next month it's on discount, and then the new game comes in for free, and they yeah. sort of like shuffle it along like that. Yeah, so we don't know exactly all the ins and outs, which is why we need a direct. Yeah, but it's, it's frustrating. This is all just sort of hearsay and <laughs> what we've scrounged together from various news sources. But looking at the numbers, like, that's not a bad price. No. I would no. probably be okay with paying that, depending... Like, also worth remembering that it is a free service until, like, autumn. Yeah. When the Switch will launch again, like, anyone's words. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> the, yeah. The second, and when they actually, like, you know... But we have the, this is basically the soft launch. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're beta testing it. And then, like, in autumn or our spring, it'll launch again in time for Mario and Christmas and all that, and the service will go... Pay to pay to use, and everything will be running hunky dory at that point. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes when we get it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> less than a month now, as we record this, it's That's crazy. Literally less than a month. In in less than a month, I'll be playing Zelda. In four weeks, we will be playing Zelda. Right. Mm. 
That's going to be a... That podcast is just going to be Zelda, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. It's just going to be Zelda and the Switch. I don't, I don't really know what other news will come out that week, but we'll make yeah. you not think about Zelda and Switch. So if you're not into that kind of stuff, then maybe tune out. Oh, no, no. Definitely four weeks' time. Definitely tune in. Tune in. Or just leave it on in the background. like <laughs> while, you, while you're not playing Tell Zelda. all your awesome Switch friends to, <laughs> to download it and listen to it. Please, just do that anyway. Uh... <laughs> All right, our last bit of news we've got today. It's a doozy. Ooh, it is a bit of a doozy. It's not a great bit of news. I mean, there's there are smatterings of good news in it. I, I guess it depends on what how you want to take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy, but... I know you're happy. Yes. I am... God, there was an ad for Yakuza 0 on that article. I know, right there. It's a big one as well. <laughs> Remind me that I can't find it anywhere except for the storefront. So, this week... Uh, it was revealed by Square Enix mm. that the Deus Ex franchise is going onto hiatus. Yes. Apparently, sales-wise, it didn't meet expectations, and as a result, IDOS is being shuffled on. Right. Uh, rumors. I think it's rumors. Is it? Yeah. So, well, no. Euro, Eurogamer was reporting, but it had inside sources that said that IDOS was working on a new Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. Which, if Crystal Dynamics is in fact on a square of a Marvel game, which it sounds like they are, then that'll make sense. And then there's also talk of Idos being on a Guardians of a Galaxy game as well. Now, I'll I'll gonna come back to that. But that that Tomb Raider game that's is that the Shadows of the, Shadows of the Tomb Raider, or is that the Crystal Dynamics one, or are they not doing that and they've given it back to Idos Montreal? Well, because Crystal Dynamics are on Marvel now. Yeah, so... And there's no way, like... Because Rise of the Tomb Raider came out at least... Yeah, well, so... A year and a half ago. Yeah. But again, like, Deus Ex only came out... Maybe... Maybe Crystal Dynamics worked on a lot of it, and then they gave the... To Hydros to finish. Just like... Nah, screw you guys. We got got Marvel. Finish this up, yeah. We got the Marvel money. Yeah, exactly. Have Tomb Raider. We're moving on to greener pastures. Um, Yeah, so... Because that was... The Shadows of the Tomb Raider was... Leaked by, that was that. So that was, was about some poor three idiot. three months ago or something. Yeah, some poor idiot on a train working on something called Shadows of a Tomb Raider. Yeah. someone took a picture of his laptop and uploaded it. But then nothing else really came from that. No, no. I mean, I'm sure that person lost their job. But oh, almost definitely lost that uh, Instafire. Um, but yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll it would line hear. up. Yeah, it would line up with it, especially never Deus Ex is on hiatus, which. I mean, Mankind Divided wasn't... It wasn't as good as, as uh, Human Revolution, to okay. be sure. Like, I I definitely feel that way. But to be fair, Human Revolution wasn't as good as the original Deus Ex. So yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. A, it's a you know, it's a step effect that's going on here. But it's a bummer that it didn't meet sales ex- expectations because I still... I like how the Deus Ex games play. Mm. I really And the world they built in these sort of, like, in these new, like, the Adam Jensen chronicles, yeah. I guess, is really interesting and also kind of hits a little close to home in some aspects yeah um, even if they like they're bad of, marketing well yeah that that aside but you know the, the the subject matter and the themes that they're exploring in those games sort of are a little well quite relevant um just sort of masked in a different veil yeah i mean you can you can see sort of where mankind divider was going wrong mm. it's not a complete story no. You, when you play that game, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. There's been, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. So that's that's the catch twenty two of this news. 
because it sounds like Square Enix is now just considering, you know, not not sure if it's wrapping up a story, but telling more of that tale in other mediums. So probably comics, I would say. Yeah, like probably comics. Maybe an animated short. Like, if, if, like a... if it is in fact a new game, it's going to be a long ways off. Oh yeah. Yep. Which is disappointing because it's, it's not great to have a a story start like not that nothing wrong with comics. No, no, I read, absolutely not. No. I read comics. I read manga. But they're they're good in terms of like video game franchises. They're good to enhance the like initial storyline or the initial idea. Yeah, but they're to... not like to sort of like basically shit out like a, a comic and be like, this is how the story ends. It's like, well, no, that's not satisfying. Yeah, like I could, I could feel I I didn't play I haven't played Human Revolution and I haven't played it's Man really Blood, good, um, but I did play the original Deus Ex and I loved that. But it's I could imagine being someone who's played those two games and going, all right, I want to see where how this ends and they're like, mm. oh by the way, here's this comic. Because like, wow, okay, thanks, thanks. Mankind Divided, I, mm, the way it ends is very much like you're starting to uncover. Because like, you, you probably know that Mankind Divided deals with essentially the Illuminati, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a thing that was left to be explored for the next game. And it would kind of be disappointing to see that idea not be squandered on a comic, but I don't know if a comic will do it service. Right. And plus, there's just something nice about exp- like Regardless of how disappointed I was by Mankind Divided, I still enjoyed exploring the environments. Yeah, right. Even if there wasn't enough of them, the variety wasn't great. I didn't really like the hub city and how much time you spent there. Yeah. But Karen, I'm happy because... If that Guardians thing is true... If that Guardians thing is true, that means it's like, that's two. Two new Guardians games that are in the pipeline. That, oh, yes. I Look, I'm very sad for the fact, because like, for someone who, like I said, has played, I played the original Deus Ex and I fucking loved it. Um, And I... I I think I started Human Revolution um, and I enjoy what I played with that as well I'm sad to see a franchise like that and it's such a an esteemed and such a highly acclaimed well the franchise. big the big problem Go here the way, so fall by the wayside the big problem here is that Square Enix's fault yeah. Square Enix did this like you've just got to look at talk of Mankind Divided leading up talk of it meant to like it was meant to be a bigger game mm. But Square Enix was like, ah, supposedly, I guess I should say, Square Enix was basically like, ah, we could make more games out of this story, though. And uh, there's a really good Jimquisition about it, actually, that you can go watch on Jim Sterling's YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it just talks about, you can see Square looking for ways to like nickel and dime their way into the story. That, oh, I forget what the game mode is, the Breach or whatever it is. It's oh, on disc, ooh, yeah. which has all the microtransactions. Is pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't. I I don't know much about it, but yeah, I saw enough. Yeah, so it's definitely. I would not label like throw too many accusations directly at IDOS. I would more so be looking at Square Enix, going, "Oh, it backfired, did it? Mm. And this is your response? You're going to punish the IP? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It seems like a bit of a backward response to it. Yeah. Man. Which but sucks. It does suck. I know. Guardians, man. Yes. 
I have. Like, we already I, have it. We already have a Guardians game coming. That's all. I know, but we have another one. I know, and we have another no, one. And we now have no Deus Ex games coming. That's fine. No, it's not. No, it's uh, no, it's not fine. I, <laughs> I disagree. I take that back. It's not fine. It's, it's really <laughs> shitty, actually. But Guardians, I don't know, man. If it's got, it's got a game coming. It's got a movie coming. Fuck yeah, it it's does. Got all those comics. I'm like, I have another amazing soundtrack coming. It's going to be the it's yearly Guardians. And Fucking what, yes. And what does Deus Ex get? It gets spat on. It gets cut in half by, literally, by Square Enix. So sad. <laughs> it is shitty. It, it's really shitty. Um, but I just, I can't help but be excited by the prospect of it, like, another. And, like, if it's that team working on it, like, and seeing from what I've seen of, of those Deus Ex games, if it's something along the lines of that, but, like, the Guardians. It would officially be not as good as Deus Ex. It would be, no, I'm on board. I'm totally into it. No. I'm totally on board with it. Give so, it to me now. I'm sorry, Idos, you've got to make a, a licensed game. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what a license, though. Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty boss. Only, <laughs> only recently. Only recently, absolutely. It's, I, it was I, nothing. I'm not gonna. Movie. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm like, I would like, I liked Guardians before everyone else did. I absolutely jumped on the bandwagon when that movie came out. Or like the lead up to that movie, but tell you what, I jumped on, I grabbed the reins, and I fucking rode that shit hard. Like, poor boy. Give me more guardians. Square, please find a new developer for Deus Ex. <laughs> it does not deserve this because no. you are greedy. Again, like I said, it doesn't. I know you want that Marvel money. It's good money, and if they don't fuck it up, it's good for us as well. But they'll fuck it up. Yeah, hopefully. No. Hopefully they will. Yeah, Joel. Hopefully. Joel's hoping they will. They will fuck it up. Uh, look, no. They will. Fine. Anyway, shall we, shall we move on to questions now, Kyle? I guess. Yeah, on that sour note. <sighs> it's not good. Like like I said, I, I am. this is all for entertainment purposes. It is genuinely disappointing that a game, and so, like a franchise that is such so highly regarded as like one of the greats, um... Falling by the wayside like this, it it, it sucks, and especially halfway through like an incomplete story. Um, that sucks. That really does. Um, really shitty. But onto something that isn't shitty and doesn't suck. In fact, it's quite the opposite of those two things. We have a question from guess who, Mister Sean. Sean, who I needed to give another shout out to, I think that he Sean has done all anything graphical you see on any of our social medias or YouTube channel or anything like that. Anything like like graphics wise, like our logo or anything. That was all Sean. Dude's awesome, like amazing, amazing guy, and I love him to death. So, uh, Sean, rad. He's very rad, and he supplies us with content week in week out. Um, never ceases to drop the ball. But Sean asks us this week, with the exception of the upcoming ukulele, so keen by the way, in parentheses, why do you think that there has been a drought of 3D collectathon platformers these last few years? Um, I don't know. I it's... mean, I remember stance that there was only two companies who did them right. Yeah. It was Rare and Nintendo. Yep. And like, I think that's your reason. Yeah. Rare wasn't allowed to make fun games. Yeah, and then Nintendo realized they could just sort of slightly half-ass it. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say half. Not half-ass it, but they could they could stick to the same formula and just. Mm, 
I don't know. I'm... I mean, 3D World was good, but it was no, it was no 64 or even Sunshine, really. Oh, obviously. Even, yeah. Even even Galaxy was barely a, uh, barely a 64. Yeah. <laughs> Mario 64 is still like that's true up yeah. there. Uh, I think, I think largely maybe because Nintendo just didn't do them. Like Nintendo was kind of a home of like I know that I think it was the PS2 era. Like you had like your Sly Coopers and your Jack and Daxters and all Ratchet that. Ratchet and Clank. Clank. Yep. Um, they never, never really appealed to me as far as collectathons go. I think a lot of the I think a lot of the people that the AAA studios that were making those games grew up and they were like, we want to make gritty and RPGs and shooters and all that sort of stuff. And I think that sort of, those sort of quote unquote fun games became like sort of dropped off a little bit because they didn't see them as a, the market got flooded and then. I mean, yeah, I mean, there were the IPs that was clearly trying to be those sort of games, but I think, and I feel like they never really had the controls no, of like no. a rare or Nintendo made collectathon. Like they were just, they were pinnacle of all the charm to them as well. Cause that like, too. It's the thing, like all those characters, the sound effects. I mean, if you look at like something like Banjo Kazooie, music, you know, so for you, Kalele has those sounds. Yeah. So yep. I think what's actually also really interesting about this question is like bringing up that and ukulele. There's a really good chance for ukulele to basically be, I guess. The amnesia, right, of this genre because yeah, the revival so, survival yeah. horror was pretty dead. Yeah, actually, that's true. And then Frictional made that made Penumbra, which you know turned some heads. People were like, oh, Penumbra, that's interesting. First person horror, that's weird. And then Amnesia: The Dark Descent came out, and there may have been other games around the same point, but it's, that was the biggest one I remember. Yep, and it was also at a time when it just swept YouTube as well. Like yeah. YouTube was just coming up. And people like to watch people on YouTube play scary games. Absolutely. So, and, and like as a result of that, you've now like that spawned Outlast and all these other, and ultimately with Medicine of Resident Evil Seven. Exactly. Yeah. And like survival horror is doing as good as it ever has done. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance, and like between Ukulele and presumably Mario Odyssey will be a collector fun Mario, based on how yeah. much they're talking about sixty four. I think we could see a return to that to those glory days. Oh, what about Project Sonic? Project Sonic Cone. Team Sonic's going to come through with the... Go- I can't even... I can't Maybe. even hold that up. I, it, I No. I can't even pretend I actually give a shit about that game. Heck, maybe if this happens, maybe Microsoft... Really? ...will let Rare, Rare make something... Banjo 3. <laughs> Imagine that. It would be weird because all... I don't want to... Scorpio I, launch I don't wanna, title. I don't want to shit all over Rare, but... Scorpio I mean, launch title, Banjo 3. Ukulele has got a lot of talent behind it from Rare. Yeah. I don't know how many of the OG Rare guys are still yeah. there. Still, I'd like to see a Banjo 3, see if I can do it. But yeah, Ukulele is definitely feeling like a very big void in my life. I was going to say, I think I think Ukulele is going to be the closest you get to that. Oh, yeah. And that's totally I, okay. I played the Toy Box demo. It absolutely is. I, I've, everything I've seen from that game is just looks like it's oozing with charm, and I just cannot wait to jump into that world it plays so well it looks so nice fucking shovel knights in it shovel knights in it shovel knights in the game it's got all those like awesome like arcade co-op mini games in Mm, it as well oh man they look so good it's got all the weird npcs like trouser snake oh trouser snake i want a trouser snake amiibo (laughs) oh oh, could you imagine (laughs) hey we got a shovel knight one 
That's true. Maybe we'll get a ukulele one. Nintendo, make oh, it happen. Oh, yes, please. Please. Well, I am getting my copy. I changed uh, because um, I think... We, did we report on the fact that the Wii U version is dead mm, in the water? I don't think we did. And now it's, But it's confirmed for Switch. Yeah. So it's confirmed for Switch. So for basically, because I got the email in my inbox the other day. Me too. They said, like, uh, Playtonic sent out the Kickstarter email just being like, okay, guys, look, this is it. Final chance to change your platform of choice for the game. Also, for the people who backed it on Wii U, <clears throat> me, um, you can change that over to an actual viable platform that is going to exist when this game comes out. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I changed it to the Switch, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to get my Switch copy. I'm still getting mine on PS4, and it's not... It feels weird, but I'm doing it because I just... I don't know when it's going to come to Switch. And yeah, I, and I don't want to wait. I want to play that game as soon as possible. When it comes to Switch, I will buy it again. Yeah, I triple dipped on Shovel Knight. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll triple dip on this as well, probably. And you're gonna quadruple as well because you probably buy it for the I'm, Switch as well. I'm buying Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight for Switch. Yeah, me too. I'll Absolutely, buy I'll buy it for the Switch. That's not even a question. I mean, I, the first, the only time I played that game is when I played it on my 3DS, and it was because it was portable and I could play it in bed and stuff like that as well. And yeah. it was fucking great. I played Shovel Knight first time on Wii U, and it was amazing. Then I bought it for PS4 because it was cheap and it was it covered PS4 and Vita, and uh, I'm buying it on Switch. Heck yeah! Well, look, I mean, just to relate it back to the question as well. Like, I mean, you were saying about survival horror having like that revival and thanks to things like Amnesia um, and Outlast and stuff like that. Um, in the indie scene as well, as, uh, uh, the like the Metroidvania has sort of made a bit of a resurgence as well. It's starting to drop off a little bit now. But there was a period of time there where it was like every was like game, Axiom Verge, and fucking everything was Metroidvania. Like, recently, Headlander as well as Metroidvania. Um, every, and, everything but Metroid and Castlevania. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> we're, we're getting like a Smashville Schmania game soon in yeah, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. So. <clears throat> anyway, I guess the answer to the question is, yeah, there was definitely a big gap. I don't quite know why. I think it is related to Nintendo and Rare. Sort of, because I think they were kind of the guys that made it. Yeah, I'm not saying that the ones who latched on were bad. I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank occasionally. Yeah, I when it was a free game, I picked up uh, was Jack and Daxter. I think it was a Jack when it was yeah. a Plus game. I picked it up and I played a bit of it. It was pretty good. One of my one of my because actually the thing I think it is that's big for both of us is they were very much like shooter platformers as well. They had that shooting mechanic, they had a little bit of action to it, and yeah. I didn't like it. Because well, the shooting was awkward and weird. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was right. like strafey shooting. But it was the yeah. same with things like um, DK64 as well. And I didn't like it in that. Exactly. So, um, I mean, like, Sly Cooper is one of the four platinum trophies that I have, like the original Sly Raccoon. Sly Raccoon was good, I um, think. It had good, like, because it had the movement. Yeah, I played I played the first one and finished it, obviously, because I got the, the platinum in it. And I played most of the second one, because I bought the trilogy on... On a whim, I was like, I should play these games. Um, and I fucking adored that game. It was really fun. Uh, I never played it when I was a kid or anything like that. So, yeah. I think I think you're right, though. I think Ukulele has the potential to be the uh, oh, no. second coming of the... We could we could twist this in a bad way. What if Quaktathons never left? Oh. What if Quaktathons are what Ubisoft Soft makes? Doing. Right. Oh no! You're not wrong. Oh, this is the darkest timeline because <laughs> that's not; those aren't fun. That's some of them are. It's just how they do them. Watch Dogs Two was great, and I stand by that fucking game. That's one. Yeah, 
Um, I will never forget fuck. booting up Assassin's Creed Unity and zooming out I that rem- map. Oh, and there was just... I couldn't see the map because it was all collectibles. And then I closed the game and then it probably crashed on me. I don't remember. I remember I remember logging onto my PlayStation and seeing, like, you know, my friends list. I'm like, oh, who's online? I'm like, oh, Kyron's online. He's playing Assassin's Creed U- Unity. And I remember <laughs> messaging you going, did you buy Assassin's Creed Unity? And you were like, yeah... I did. And like, it was it was a funny mistake. And you were like, I was like, how was it? And you're like, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, it sucked. I think Ubisoft decided to re- like decided to scale back on that a little bit, which is good. But Ubisoft too was a good step. I on honestly, just had that thought. I'm like, wait, I've been collecting collectibles and Ubisoft games for years. Yep, they never left. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just, just got they were, turned evil. Yeah. They grew up, got oh, edgy. Oh god, oh. edge lords. We need ukulele now more than ever. Collect-a-thon, the edge Where's my cute little... Oh, what was... Is it... Is it book pages in that? I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, what is it? I think it's... I think it's book pages. It's not music notes, because that... Oh, maybe... No, because that's Banjo-Kazooie, for sure. Yeah. I just need my cute little collectibles with eyes. I'll feel better then. (laughs) Little things that look adorable, and I want to get all of them. And they make sounds like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Uncharted now. Oh. Kyron. I was about to say, do you want to do you want to wrap this one up? But <laughs> never I feel left. bad leaving it. Collectathons never left. <laughs> it was Earth all along. It is exactly that. It's exactly Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Those damn dirty collectibles. <laughs> oh boy, it's gotten to that point, card. That I'm... point in the night. Oh, this is this is bad. <laughs> we need ukulele. We do. To save have to us. wait long. It's gone gold. So. It has gone gold. It's coming out the week after Persona 5. Mm, I'm kind of glad I've got the Switch right now. I don't know when I'm getting it. So I don't deserve the year that gaming has given me. So I've got... Re- I just had Resident Evil 7. Yep. There's Forerunner coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Switch launches at the start of March. Mm-hmm. I've got... Zelda. Yeah, Switch. Zelda has on the, on the same day as Switch. Yep. Then a couple weeks later, I've got Dark Souls DLC. Yep. The first... Final Fantasy 15 DLC yep. and then like a week later I've got Persona 5 mm-hmm. and then a week later I've got Ukulele oh boy it's Year of Kyron man plus you've already got Fire Emblem Heroes I have and them. then whatever a subsequent Fire Emblem games are going to come out this well, year I've got Warriors this year yep I've got Echoes in May Echoes. oh my yep. god I don't, and it's not even E3 yep I think I, I, was, I was watching Easy Allies oh it, it was an Easy Allies play for Resident Evil 7 with Cuba and Kyle and they were talking about how about, maybe we need to start having like a half yearly goatee because not a bad idea <laughs> I think this year would be the year to do it there's so much in this first six months but I, I'm calling mine for my half year one to Kuza. really at this stage you've still got Persona and Zelda I know and ukulele I know <laughs> Even if it is half year, they're all in the first <laughs> half. The second half's going to be terrible. Oh, uh, yes, it's going to be Battlefront in the second half. And like, Mario, Mario Odyssey, actually. I was like, can the the second shipment of Yakuza 0 comes into Australia. And I was just like, yeah, it's yeah, it's re-released. No, that's, that's, that's my... still Mario Odyssey, I'm pretty sure. Actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but seriously, like, this first six months is insane. It's crazy. And then oh. there's other things as well that are like... We have Still any... interesting, like, but not yeah. like, top tier. Like, well, things like, like Arms, things like Snipper Clips. We've already missed, like, Gravity Rush. 
exactly, um, which I really want to play. But there's I, Neo in a couple of weeks yeah, that I really Neo. want to pick up, but I don't know if I will. Near Automata. Near. Oh God, that's yep. in, that's in March. Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. Oh, and it's God. not even E3. E3 is oh, still months away. But we need ukulele, Kyron. We need ukulele to save us from... To U- break the Ubi curse. To save us from Ubisoft's collector funds. <laughs> All right. Shall we out? Shall we call it? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Let's do it. As I deal with that existential crisis. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. I'm sorry that I had that realization towards the end there, but it's it's still hurting me. It's just in the fetal position right now. Just sort of That's like... so sad. I didn't realize it, Joel. It's... The pen is blue, kind of. It is. The pen is blue, and Ubisoft have been making collector fonts for years. Earth all along. Um, yeah, go. Yeah. So, uh, as always, if you want to keep up to date with what we're talking about, you can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can like us on Facebook, also Dialogue Options. Or if you want to chat to us or demand that we play a game, you can drop us an email if you want, which is dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you, if you want to see me lamenting uh, the fact I'll never get a World Ends With You sequel, you can follow me on Twitter, at LemonManX. Also, I'll talk about all the money I spent on Heroes, mm-hmm. so that'll be good. Uh, and that's for my friend Joel. You can find him at Jolly Mac, where I will be lamenting the fact that I am not in Sydney this weekend, oh, hanging out with it. all amazing people you at know, RTX. I had, um, I had forgotten for like two hours. It just dawned on me again. You said lamenting, and I was like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm sad this weekend. Hideo Kojima is there right now. Yeah. He's in Sydney. Every, everyone that I watch on the internet, pretty much, bar a few people. Rooster Teeth, Kojima, Zelda. Yep. Are all in Sydney right now. And then I've got the like kind of funny there. <sighs> I, I count them as nearly Rooster And all our awesome friends in yeah. the AGPN, the Australian Gaming Podcast Network. Shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, go and check out that that AG, hashtag AGPN on on uh, Twitter. You'll there, find a whole bunch of stuff on there. And there's good really, stuff there. Some really good stuff on there. And then there's us. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're, <laughs> we're just like, hey guys, how we doing? Yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's some really great stuff like like reset and uh, hungry gamers and. One of the ones I'm talking about, eight and a half bit. Yeah, some really great stuff out there. So go and check those guys out as well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll let our theme song take us out, which is, of course, Strike Witches Get Bitches by Azure Flux. And uh, we'll see you next week. Catch you. Bye.